Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Why didn't it go? Did it go? doesn't have you live yet right yeah we're live oh my goodness i'm sorry my little button didn't go <laughs> hello world oh my goodness hello everyone's sorry. just staring at you now i'm like uh ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show my little broadcast button is is reading that we're not live there it goes it just clicked on holy cow we were on such a delay but we aren't on the delay with connecting with you wonderful people. We are right here with all of you spending your Friday night into Saturday morning with us. Thank you so much for joining your AW Rampage and SmackDown review. Get in those super chats. Get in those humper chats. Guys, I got my nails done, okay, in the past 24 wow. hours. You see these? I'm really excited about them. They're great cross-seasonal nails, but they don't come free, guys, okay? <laughs> I need you to send in your super chats and humper chats if you want to keep these bangs. If you want my nails looking fine, got to send in that money. <laughs> but thank you, as always, for supporting us in all the wonderful ways you do. Over 11,000 of you supporting us on Fightful Select, which is so incredible. Sean is always breaking more news over there, including a 5,000-word-plus summary supported by Jeremy Lambert with all of his wonderful transcript work. Um, uh, recapping the... Brawl out after all out situation that happened, all of the latest with who was suspended, who is not, what's going on. Just a really good recap over there. And additionally, more AEW pay-per-view location reveals around the corner. So go over to Fightful Select if you're not already there. You can also join us on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash Fightful Gaming. Show us them biddies, baby. Let's go. So thank you for all the ways you can support us. And hey, the easiest free way to support us is simply to leave a thumbs up on this video. Helps people find us in the algorithms. But oh my goodness, I am joined by Alex Cardoza. I'm so glad that you are here with me. It's so nice to be back. I missed you guys while I was away. Unbelievably thankful for you and Alex Pulaski covering for my butt while I was out. Um, but how are you, Alex? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here again on another Friday. And by the way, we broke the internet last week because Double A was in the house. I know we had OG Alex versus new Alex. People who are not fully bought in on you calling you fake Alex, but 
appreciate you covering for me as always. And Alex just, oh my goodness, all last week just pulling double duty so that I could take time away and heal. And I so appreciate it. Um, but I am very glad to be back. I missed talking about wrestling. I missed watching wrestling. It was very weird to go a full week without um, watching a single wrestling match, but it was good for my oh, eyeballs. I'm rejuvenated. Yeah. I'm excited to be back here today. Um, and I'm excited to talk about AEW Rampage today. We've got the go home to Grand Slam. And I know Grand Slam's not technically a pay-per-view, but it's a pay-per-view level card, Alex. Like this is really shaping up to be a special event. I'm really excited for it. I will be there in person. I'm very pumped. How are you feeling about this card going into Grand Slam overall? We saw it fill out today kind of more fully, I think. Well, first of all, I want to say hello to everyone who uh, who's on Twitch, by the way. I got a lot of friends there that are watching live on Twitch. Uh, like uh, TK, what's up, TK? Thank you for being here and uh, joining us here tonight on Fightful. But yeah, so I just mentioned on Twitter how big this card is going to be for next Friday alone. And when Wednesday, it's a pay-per-view caliber show. And I think that they're going to deliver on all cylinders come Friday and uh, Wednesday. I mean, we just heard um, Sammy Guevara is going to get his ass whooped. <laughs> so um, by some strange man that lives in New York, I've never heard of him. Have you? He's like my favorite. I love Eddie Kingston so much. Bearded Eddie Kingston. <laughs> wow. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it is fall season. You it can is. tell. Look how she's like blushing. Oh. She's all flushed. She's ready for gray gray sweatpants season. It's all in. If you can't get gasoline-wielding, murdering, covered in blood zombie Eddie Kingston all the time, bearded Eddie Kingston, great runner-up. But legitimately, I think um, I'm so excited for that feud to finally get kind of like the payoff that I think it deserves, but he's just so damn good. Like he's so damn good at just the way he reignited it tonight. And we're going to talk about that, but first we are going to start with what kicked off rampage for us, which was Darby Allen and Matt Hardy for some reason. Uh, <laughs> rampage especially is a place where I have more forgiveness about, um, you know, like matches that might just be entertaining for me. I that's fine with the women's matches. I get a little bit more picky because they do get less TV time. So I don't really like things being kind of more throwaway or for the rankings there, but you want to give me Matt Hardy versus Darby Allen. That's cool. I'll take it. Um, didn't really make sense, but a fine opener. Nonetheless, some fun spots in here where Darby went for a senton and nobody was home. And then we had, Matt Hardy sending him spine first into the ring post. Jericho, of course, reminding us, as he always does, that those are square ring posts and they hurt more. But ultimately, the end of this match, just cutting to the end, Darby connects with the code red for a kickout. Um, and then Darby immediately follows up with the Last Supper to pick up the victory. And we'll talk about what happened after this match, but I want to get your thoughts on this opener first. You know, we're so used to AEW Rampage giving us crazy matches to start off the show. Um, this wasn't that, but I was okay with it because they used um, a veteran talent against a young talent to put him over to continue moving forward with this storyline with House of Black, which, uh, you know, great line. You cut the head off the, the snake, but the venom's still, still there, right? That great yeah. line. Um, but I believe that it was it was well done so that they can 
continue this feud with the House of Black. I I didn't mind it at all. It wasn't crazy like what we're used to, but sometimes they also get criticized for going 300 miles an hour. So yeah, I don't really have a a problem with this opener after the match. Of course, you're alluding to we get. Brody giving a promo. Eventually, um, Brody King challenges Sting and Darby versus House of Black in a no DQ match at next week's Grand Slam, which I'm very excited for. I'm with you. I really liked the language that was used in this. I love you think that you cut the head off and chased him out of town. Um, that's cool and all, but uh, the venom is still there. I thought it was a really great way to do it. I'm just kind of bummed because selfishly, like I wanted to see Miro go through all of House of Black and that maybe isn't the way that we're going to go. What I'm hoping is that Miro is going toward a title picture because between ROH and AEW, Lord knows we got enough of them, right? And I think if Miro is not fighting the devil, he has to be chasing gold. That's kind of what this character is built around. So um, I'm excited for this. That's, that's going to be a whole bunch of fun. I don't really have a problem with that, but I do want to know what Miro is doing because... Uh, he's just one of my favorites. I, I love him, but this this match was a perfectly fine opener to Rampage. I don't think it had to be much more than it was. And yeah, I'm with you. I thought that the the promo that followed was a whole heck of a lot of fun there too. So get in those super chats and get in those humper chats just like Roy Zane did in this Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara video package that got set up. Roy saying that Eddie looked like someone homer simpson fought i am not a simpsons person i think most people are doing it to troll me at this point so i don't know what that means but i already just swooned over eddie kingston but sincerely he just reignited this so much saying that like when he looks at him he kind of just thinks he's a piece of crap and he wants to beat the crap out of him it's not about the vlog it's not about him being obsessed with the looks and the fame or whatever. He just doesn't think he's a good person. He's going to beat the crap out of him. Like, that is such a blast. Like, Eddie Kingston makes everything feel so real. I'm very excited that um, whatever happened backstage got resolved. It sounded like not that big of a deal. Definitely not as big of a deal as what happened after all out. Like, it sounded like there was a misunderstanding. Eddie Kingston reacted in probably a physical way. Um, You know, Sammy Guevara crossed a line that he didn't know he wasn't supposed to cross and that was kind of it um and and he quietly served his suspension it wasn't a big deal and so i think it's good that they're bringing the blow off to tv because i it's not necessarily my thing i couldn't care less about this brawl with all out despite my co-workers doing an incredible job summing everything up i'm so over the the backstage drama of this fight Whatever happens, happens. Put great wrestling on my TV. I'm officially done with it. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Punk is out injured anyway. We'll see if he's in the company or not eight months down the line. Whatever. Um, I'm kind of done with that. I don't really care about egos. I care about great wrestling at this point. So, But throughout wrestling, right, um, people love it when backstage drama spills on screen. Look at Matt Hardy, Edge, and Lita. My God. Like, was there ever... A more clear-cut example of a a work turning into a shoot, why not? I think this is fine. The two of them, I don't think, have a problem working with each other at all. It doesn't seem like it. seems like a very isolated incident. So why not? This is now going to be, I think, one of my favorite matches because my problems have never been with Sammy the wrestler. My problem has been with Sammy, how he's booked in TNT title feuds and the Jericho Appreciation Society. I don't like it when Heat gets booked on booking. I like it when Heat gets booked on wrestlers, and I feel like Sammy has been a victim of Heat getting booked on booking when he's involved. So I'm looking forward to this match. Are you? 
Yeah, and you know what the thing is that we also mentioned last week, Alex and I we were talking about like bringing a little bit of realism to you know wrestling with matches and when you have beef like this, turn it into money. Why and not? I believe that Sammy gets it. I know that you know he kind of played the victim here, but uh, yeah, I this match is going to be great. I think that just bringing that little bit of like hatred and realism is going to really spice up the match. You're going to want to see. Are they going to hit a little bit harder just because or like what are they going to do in the ring? I believe it's just going to they're going to go out there, beat the living crap out of each other. He's going to they're both going to leave it out in the ring. I don't know who's going to win this one, though, because the way things have been booked as of late on AEW, they've been leaving me kind of surprised. I've been trying to figure out who's actually going to win and who's not. Yeah, I think this is like this should be. I don't know what they're going to do because they seem to give Eddie Kingston a lot of losses. But to me, this is like. It's nowhere near a title. Eddie Kingston winning in his hometown is like the move for me. And I feel like there's, to be honest, I feel like there's a lot of undeserved go away heat on Sammy Guevara right now that has nothing to do with him or has to do with his personal life that nobody actually knows about. And it's none of our business. So um, I think Sammy Guevara is probably fine, but he's got a bunch of heat on him. So why not do the thing that you can do and just give Eddie Kingston a win here? I felt like he should have gone over Jericho. Um, and because this isn't your title feud and there's not like huge ranking ramifications or anything like that, I think the obvious play is just to do that, but you're right. Especially with these stable feuds, they really like to continue to swerve us. So we will see what happened there. What did you think of Eddie Kingston's promo? I didn't even ask fire. Just like, yeah, just, he, it, it sounds like he just came out and just poured gas on everything and let it back up i do gotta say this too they could also go the way that like you know they have a great match and you might see a small handshake after the match the crowd will pop for that as well i think the crowd will really eat it up if you get that like quick like fist bump or whatever like it's clean it's done we're this is over you're gonna go your way i'm gonna go mine you know what i'm saying because people know the reality of what was happening backstage yeah perhaps you see that little bit of a little fist bump or like a little handshake or something you know and even if eddie kingston is the winner you, you know he gets his his uh his flowers at, at his home i think um i don't know if that'll happen just because the alliances still seem to be embroiled in feuds but i do i feel like you you could see a show of respect there i think that could be fun but yeah. we're gonna hop back into super chat and humper chat land because you guys are so wonderful and supportive of us Matthew Plus, though, always the villain, saying 100% of the Super Chat's revenue is for Luis. I'll be honest, if I could <laughs> give Super Chat revenue to Luis, I would. He works overtime. He works way too hard. I always say that moderating is actually the hardest job here. It's not hosting. Modding is the trickiest thing you can do, I think. And yeah, Matthew Plus also saying Kate found something worse than her optimum, her timing. Well, guess what, buddy? Wow. The broadcast not going live in real time for me is probably a symptom of my internet. So they're actually connected. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Jennifer chiming in via Humper Chat saying, welcome back, Kate. Thank you so much. We welcome missed you, back. but you... Thank you. Yes, thank you for the, the kind, warm wishes. <laughs> we missed you, but glad you had time to rejuvenate. I'm very, very, very thankful to both my Wednesday Night Mark Order podcast hosts and the Fightful crew just without hesitation giving me the time and and room to heal and sean specifically being so wonderfully supportive both financially and sending me these beautiful flowers that i have in the background here so 
very appreciative to everybody at Fightful, um, Jimmy to our, our financial founder, um, and just unbelievably committed to what we do here. Also just going out of his way for me. I, I can't say enough about how wonderful this crew has been to me while I've been out and healing. And also it was nice to have a week off. It made watching wrestling again a little bit more fun. I think my eyeballs had seen a lot of matches in a very short time. So uh, Jennifer also saying, hola, Alex, so happy you are here. Great night tonight. All the love to you both and glad you are thriving. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. What a wonderful message. We really appreciate your support and your kind words. Um, Ryan Sullivan, speaking of my Mark Order co-host, saying, go, go, Alexis Cardoza, that mighty podcasting Alexis Cardoza. I love that. I'm going to turn it into a song. Amazing. Wonderful stuff from Power Ranger World. We'll talk about Alex's other projects, oh, some man. that he has currently going on and some coming up that I'm very excited about at the end when we plug our stuff, but we appreciate it. J.W. Pringle chiming in saying, fake Alex is pretty okay. Watch out the one true Alex may appear like Beetlejuice. Say his name enough and he'll appear. I don't think it's so much saying his name as he might just, I mean, this Logan Paul situation is something that would drive Alex to, to be on every stream possible. So we'll see what happens tonight. But we will jump back into AEW Rampage World talking about this Claudio promo with Y2J. This is something I really liked. Um, I know Jericho is kind of polarizing for people. Jericho Appreciation Society, Jericho, I've mostly liked. The things that I haven't liked have been mostly on something that I feel like always happens with Jericho-led stables where I feel like things just drag out a little bit too much. I don't think that's so much on him. But I actually thought this was really fantastic. Um, yeah. Claudio coming out and saying uh, that the Blackpool Combat Club is a symbol of excellence. Also talking about Wheeler Yuta using, losing his title to Daniel Garcia, but saying that losses are sometimes the best life lessons. And Jericho appears taking issue with the fact that he doesn't think that the Blackpool Combat Club is necessarily the mark of excellence. Look at the Jericho Appreciation Society. Look at everything they've done. Look at him fighting the best wrestlers and sports entertainers in the world. Um, and he has won in so many other promotions. And now he's going for promotion number eight. He has not won in Ring of Honor. He wants the Ocho, which immediately made me think of the movie Dodgeball and ESPN 8, the Ocho. So I loved that promo even more. But I thought, what a fun feud to set up. I don't, I can't remember if we got Cesaro and Jericho in WWE, but very, I can't like, pull it off the top of my head but um jericho versus claudio is something i i certainly want to see they obviously have you know history even with short claudio short time here in AEW. there was the cesaro swing on top of the cage which i think is a very very memorable moment and i just love this this feels like a good motivation for jericho to to go after a title and his match versus danielson this past week um, I thought it was better than the one at the pay-per-view, to be honest. I thought it was a fantastic match. Um, and his match versus Moxley was so great. I can't wait to see what he does with a guy like Cesaro one-on-one. -on -one. Like, I think this could be really, really fun. And I loved the promos that we saw tonight. What did you think? Yeah. Uh, so really quickly, Chris Jericho, Cesaro, May 17, 2013. Jericho, Cesaro, July 19, 2016. And June 6, 2016. So they have seen each other. But not uh, like in a proper, but, feud but not in a real, yeah. right. Not for anything important. It's always just been, you know, like a money in the bank or something like that, you know? 
um something weird but yeah uh i think that jericho on the mic i love how he always references and he doesn't shy away from it where he came from yes. what he's done i mean just the fact that he threw out there wwf wwe wcw you know and i'm coming over for that ring of honor championship like this this is how he continues to make stars and cesaro is already a star so this is something that'll just elevate cesaro now to like super because you know chris jericho is the goat of AEW. i don't care what anyone says i know he's come from other promotions but he is he set the bar at that place he held the title for the very first time he brought recognition to a brand that nobody knew yeah you know? that him being their inaugural champion was something that and i think people realized how special that was like the way that that was happening, yeah, I think even in real time, which is rare, people understood. And the Young Bucks had even said in interviews, like, he's our Hulk Hogan. Like, this yes. company is being yes. built on his back. And I've said it before, too. I've, I've said it on Twitter, and a lot of people have agreed. And it's like, even if you don't necessarily like some of either his personal views or, like, you're kind of burnt out on gimmicks or whatever, like, he is a selfless little wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> like, he tapped to Danielson. He tapped to Eddie Kingston. He went into a vat of orange juice for Orange Cassidy. Like, he will put guys over um, and make them look pretty good in the process. And to your point, Cesaro's already established and um, certainly doesn't need help looking great in the ring. But he's also new in AEW. And even though he's a champion, I feel like this is this is great, right? This is like a, a former champion versus a current one. And there's a reasonable motivation for Jericho to be going after what Cesaro has. Oh, he's going to definitely go after this. And I think that just this this battle alone for the... I mean, you never know. What if Cesaro loses it? I, it's just been very unpredictable as of late. So um, I don't see him losing it, but I think that'd be so cool. Kind of just like add that notch to Jericho's, you know. He cheated sure. to get it with the whole, you know, Ring of Honor, Code of Honor thing. You know, it's just like, you know, Daniel Garcia could get involved in this if he sure. decides to cheat. So the again, progression of storylines. They're actually doing it. They get criticized for not doing any stories. Well, here you go, people. Yeah, I think I think that was more. I think they're getting back on track with that a little bit. I think a lot of the long-term stories kind of took a backseat around Forbidden Door time because you had this pay-per-view that was just a collision of all-stars and like storytelling going into that is tricky and they also have a propensity to do long-term stories that they'll leave on the back burner and pick up yeah. later so when you have those going on in the background what you have going on in between might not be like the real the real story that's happening at that time but to your point you know jericho's first reign was brought to us by a very important moment with a little bit of the bubbly you know mm -hmm. i think that was really important and if you partake in a little bit of the bubbly you might wake up with a headache you might wake up with like a nasty hangover and you just want to reach for something that's going to make you feel better. Well, darn it. If Sean Ross app isn't here to tell you all about something that can help you out with your hangovers. Here he is. We're hitting the end of summer, start of fall, wedding season is going on. But despite all that champagne you're going to be drinking, you can look forward to brunch the next day because you can have Z-Biotics with you. You can get in your daily workout and all that stuff the next morning. But up until recently, if you have a few drinks the day before, that wasn't going to happen. Now you can drink Z-Biotics before any alcohol and know you're going to be able to stick to your routine. You can bounce back the next day 
without any issues. ZBiotics Pro Pre-Alcohol Probiotic is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle through rough mornings and drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics, however, produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. It's designed to work like your liver, but in your gut where you need it the most. Just remember to drink Zbiotics before drinking alcohol and drink responsibly and get a good night's sleep for your best tomorrow. And how about this? We're going to get you a great deal. To get Zbiotics and try it for yourself, go to zbiotics.com slash Fightful and get 15% off your order when you use Fightful at checkout. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee, money-back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, hit up Zbiotics. They'll give you your money back. You got nothing to lose except for, you know, that bummer of a next day. Zbiotics.com slash Fightful. So there you go. If you've had a little bit of the bubbly and you're waking up with your head hurting, go right on ahead and order from our friends at Zbiotics. We love them and their support of us. We have so many wonderful sponsors, including NordVPN, who you are going to hear about later. But we are going to switch back over into AEW Rampage. We appreciate your guys' super chats and humper chats. Circling back to a little bit earlier overall. I'm not even going to try and say your last name because I'm going to screw it up. I'm so sorry, my dude. Um, Miro versus Brody King is money. Book it, Tony. Yeah, I think that's like, I really wanted to see the two of them. And I really genuinely would love to see Miro versus Bud Matt so much. Like, I think um, one of the things I loved about House of Black is even though Alistair Black, Alistair Black, Malachi Black and Bud Matthews have some similarities. I feel like all three of those guys like um work differently enough that that's what made house of black so interesting so uh i think that that's what i was hoping for was like miro going through all three of those guys but um it seems like maybe we're not gonna get it but i will take this in replacement we've also got ronald hollis chiming in saying on the grand slam dynamite do you open with the tag titles and close with the AEW championship or swap start the with the AEW championship and have the tag match close. Sorting out this card is not something that like I would want to fight. What what do you think about this? First of all, they uh, you kind of glitched out in the Matrix a little I'm while sorry. ago. No, it's all good. <laughs> we were just waiting patiently to see what <laughs> will Kate say. Uh, but no. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Like I agree with you. I think that this uh I wish it was Miro just kind of showing up. And again, I'm I don't know. I, I feel very weird this week because something has happened with this whole backstage situation that has changed the way both Dynamite and Rampage have been booked. And things are feeling not only a little bit like you know, they're only a three, four year old company, but they feel a little bit fresher, like something's happening. And I can't predict a match now. I'm so used to just saying, yeah, this is going to happen. And this is, but we could see a run in by Miro. We could see something go down, you know? And I could only hope that you bring him into Grand Slam and feature him in any type of way because he deserves it. Like he's, 
this storyline has been building for him as well. Like he's he's been in the middle of it. So yeah, I hope that he just freaking shows up and kills everyone. <laughs> he's, <laughs> Sorry, he's so great. No, I I'm, hope I'm he, I hope you. he comes with his beautiful, flexible hot wife and just <laughs> plows everyone at Grand Slam. I uh, I hope, and I th- I think they know what they have in him, so I would not be surprised. Um, but I will say. Like, there's been two things that have been going on, right? They have a very bloated roster that's full of great talent. So the Mm -hmm. cards were getting very crowded. And because there's a top of the card, but not really a bottom of the card talent-wise, because it's so stacked, um, it's kind of like, it's kind of impressive that they lost four major stars to suspensions at the moment. But that's fine because like part of the problem has been this roster is so bloated. Right. And like people have been waiting opportunities. There's have been people that aren't on a track. So I think sometimes when your back is pushed up a wall against back is pushed up against a wall. Like I think it can actually be really, really good. Like if you're creatively capable of getting out of it, which I think Tony Khan has shown that he is well before this, um, you know, I, I think that, can actually produce something really, really fresh. People that weren't getting pushed. Um, before all of this backstage drama, there was also a huge injury bug. You had Punk and Omega out not that long ago, guys. You had Danielson out, Adam Cole is out, Kyle O'Reilly had neck fusion surgery, which stinks. Um, Joe was out filming, right? Like there's there's all of these pieces that were out at the same time and they were still putting on really good shows. So I think that it's not necessarily the worst thing because some of that talent that's maybe been like a little bit more stifled or unseen can fill, fill those roles. I think you're seeing it with Ricky Starks happen right in front of your eyes. Um, I, it makes me really happy to, to see that because there's a lot of people there that deserve shots that you, maybe they're just getting a little bit sooner than they would have otherwise, but well, I you think about it. You think about it with, close with. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I can. Yeah, I, I have no idea either. I mean, you have so you you hit the nail on the head with this, with the whole fact that you've had major stars jump out of the roster, and in its place, major stars have came into the rosters to kind of sure. take over. So, for the amount of bloating that there is, when situations like this happen that people get injured, you have good, you know central pieces that you can drop back into the game you know so and even vacations like moxley was supposed to be gone (laughs) right so if moxley's gone you you bring someone into that fold right and like you mentioned at the end of the day i don't think they'll open up with the obvious with the with the belt uh match but i don't know like who knows who knows it is tricky to say then there is a two-hour rampage tacked onto the back of this right so well, isn't I Rampage think... is live, right? They're actually playing Rampage live on Friday for oh, two hours. Really? Yeah, oh. they did it last year. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, they did the well, two-hour no, special. Last year it was taped. I Are was there sure? and I was, was tired. It? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, my guess is they'll open with – they always like to open with, I feel like, not always, but frequently with tag championships and stuff. Last year it was the dream match with Danielson and Omega, right? But um, – my guess is that uh, is is they'll probably go with the tag match because they're always so high energy and fun. Maybe even trios matches, but I think there's a lot of ways you can go. 
I'm glad I don't have to figure out that challenge. That's a big one for, for Tony Khan. But um, I think some of the confusion probably about Rampage being live too is they are going to go live full-time for like six months. I don't remember what the kickoff date is for that, but they are going to make Rampage a, a live show um, continuously, which I think is great news because their live Rampages always have oh, a little yeah. bit more juice to them. But um, we will move right along to uh, this Jade interview which I was very glad to see what came out of this, especially as critical as I am of the AEW women's division and specifically with Diamante. She's been working there for three years and is unsigned, which I find ridiculous. Very glad to see what happened with this segment. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with better help. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Um, Jade kind of continues this. There's nobody on the roster that can beat me. This is getting old kind of thing. She says that Stokely Hathaway was a clown that she had to kick to the curb because uh, a PR clown, a PR clown, which doesn't really, I I don't like how unresolved that still feels. I'm glad they at least acknowledged it, but like nothing bad was happening with Jade. And I also find it weird that she still has the interim baddie that she had a problem with that Stokely brought in, but then got rid of Stokely. Like there's some creative that's a little unresolved around that for me, but I am glad that Stokely acknowledged it Wednesday and Jade is acknowledging it here. At least it's not like, oh, where did he go? What's the deal kind of thing? Um, It seems like they're setting up a a return for Red Velvet here, but Diamante steps up and challenges her kind of in her hometown, which I love to see. And uh, Diamante's, I, I feel like, came in... And then they had some bigger signings that just kind of overshadowed her and she just got pushed off into dark. So I'm glad she's getting this title shot because she's been doing some great work on dark. Like there's no need for her to not be a TV talent. I think she's plenty capable of being a TV talent. So yeah, the chat pointing out that her last match on Dynamite was in 2020. So um, I, I'm very excited for her. I think this is great. The only thing I don't like is this feels very predictable. It, it seems... Like Jade is just going to run through people until she probably gets to 50 and oh, and Chris Atlander returns. Like that seems to be the handwriting on the wall, but very glad that Diamante will be featured in a prominent spot. Um, how are you feeling about this? 
Uh, you know, the problem with Jade is that she's so overpowering. She's a beast, dude. Do you look at Jade? She's like seven foot three, you know, <laughs> 250, pure muscle. You know, she can break you in half, both man and woman alike. So for me, it's like, yeah, you could put her up. You could put her up against these two, two uh, great women and you could put her up against three great women. She just looks so overbearing. Who is going to take Jade down? You know? The problem with AEW is they don't have that, like, big, strong, you know, like a Raquel Rodriguez, you know, who comes yeah. in and she's, you know, she can show uh, her her strength with her. You know, I don't know. Like, I don't I just think like you, she's just going to steamroll through them until she gets to like Goldberg's record 250 and or something. Yeah, I um, I. I also have felt I really feel like they should have just put the belt on it, you know, like. I feel like there's such a good story. If it's supposed to eventually transition to Chris Statlander, which I think is the plan, I think that it would have made more sense to give it to Athena, have her have some open challenges, put on some incredible matches. I think she's looked so good in the ring since coming to AAW. And there's still a story right there for you between Chris Statlander and Athena. I don't know why they felt the need to keep it on Jade, just because I feel like we've gotten everything we're going to get out of this Jade reign. But maybe they'll surprise me. Who knows? Maybe there'll be some dissension in the baddies that'll get us there or whatever. But well, and, I you know, like I just read. I'm it sorry. Served its purpose. Like I feel like Jade is now a bona fide star on the roster, and that was the purpose of this title reign. So, um, I I would have preferred that um, that happened. So I think they're gonna stall this out till fifty and zero, and Chris yeah. Atlander is healthy to come back. Yeah, and and somebody just mentioned, what do you do with Jade if she loses? Very easy. You start prepping her for the world title run that she's going to have to chase for for a while, and then you put the TBS championship on a Statlander, on an Athena, you know, and you continue to build that title with different um, amazing women uh, that are there. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and this super chat also saying that the answer was Statlander, but she got injured. I think that's the problem. I think sometimes. If I have a booking criticism of Tony Khan, that seems to be the most arch overarching. It sometimes he doesn't like to strike while the iron's hot. He likes to stick to his game plan, which is also overall probably a strength. But um, in this case, I think it would have been better to have someone transitional. I think it was going to be Statlander. Statlander got injury, and they're going to wait for her to come back from that injury. So um, I think that, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think they're going to stick to that, but we're just going to have to wait a really long time to get it. So I'm not like super thrilled about that, but um, excited enough for that match. We got the end in the age chiming in saying after the Diamante tease with Jade, the baddest bitch 305. Um, if Trina doesn't show up, I will be quite disappointed. We are getting action Bronson at Arthur Ashe and Lil Scrappy a few weeks ago. So who knows? I'm intrigued to see who that New Yorker could be. I always think Diamante is from New York, probably because she's like so um, with LAX in my brain still a little bit, but uh, she's from Miami. I, I'm like so off on that. Um, but there's a lot of people that are that are in the area that that could possibly be. It'll be interesting to see who they choose, but I'm looking forward to finding that out. Because she did kind of say it was the same. I think that it was like someone from the New York area. So that should be exciting. That should be good. Do you have any speculation on as to who that could be? I was so baffled by that promo. I was like, who? And like, I can't. I can't even. I can't even put together who who it would be. Red Velvet's not from from the Northeast. I don't think. Right? 
No, no. Um, because that would be really cool if she like came back on the other side, but I don't know who it's gonna be. That should be interesting. No, she's from Miami too, actually. So um if they were gonna Did she do... say the three oh five? She did mention the three oh five. Oh, if it's from the three oh five, maybe it is red velvet then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she did. So most like... likely, yeah. So that's what led me to think it could be red velvet because she was like that three oh five from the you know, that bitch from the three oh five. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> okay, but there I didn't are. put at, at first I was just like red velvet really like she's the size of one of her arms you know <laughs> jade's gonna yeah, kill like, everyone at the same time like your danielsons can be your bronze robins right yeah, like i don't yeah, have an, yeah, an yeah. issue with the size no but you're right you're right but i just i, feel I guess like... that's just in my head i th- i love jade like i'm in love with jade so like <laughs> I want Jade is like Get in my line, buddy. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? She can <laughs> break me, and I'll be happy. You guys are so funny with that. It's like Wardlow with everybody wanting to get power bombed by Wardlow on the on the straight she, lady side. She can um, step on me any day. <laughs> Payne Carter saying if Layla Hirsch is healthy, oh, and ready before Chris, I'd let her. I'd give it to her and let Statlander take it off of her. Layla was doing great work before she got injured. That's such a bummer. Um. Louise reminding us that Red Velvet is not from Florida. She's from your mama's kitchen, which I appreciate. Uh, Cyclops is better than Wolverine saying Velvet is from my mama's kitchen. So she's from Baltimore. So it's really kind of more like a meta thing of like wherever your mama's kitchen is from, Uh, (laughs) which I like. So staying in line with some women's wrestling, we move on to Penelope Ford with Kip Sabian defeating Willow Nightingale. I love Willow Nightingale so much. Um, I thought this match was pretty fun. Again, kind of random. I do have a little bit more of an issue with it being random when it's the women again, just because they don't get a lot of storylines. So I don't like things that are just mashed together, but they are clearly trying to build up Penelope Ford in some respect. I'm guessing for Jade, we haven't seen her, but Penelope Ford versus Tony Storm could be a lot of fun and a, like a full-on feud. I just love Willow so much. Um, there was a really nice sequence in here where she hit a really big scoop slam for a near fall into a diving crossbody that I really liked that spot. Uh, but cutting to the end of this, Willow connects with the pounce. I miss Caprice Coleman on the call with that one. Uh, but Willow takes the straps off as she gets ready for the backslide uh, for a quick kick out. The Penelope Ford connects with a pump kick to the face, followed by a leg trip. And the Indian Deathlock submission as Willow is forced to tap. I thought this was great. Penelope, I feel like, has some consistency issues. But since coming back, she's looked pretty good, like pretty strong in the ring. And I'm just, I'm so in love with Willow Nightingale. I'm waiting for her to get that graphic. She has merch on AEW shop, or shopaew.com. So I think the handwriting is on the wall. Wow, what a particular way for her to freeze. I feel so bad. There we go. I'm back. Hey, but I agree with you, Kate. Give me that. Give me that Willow graphic. That's yeah. all I was saying was how much Bring I love Willow. That's Willow. usually what I'm talking about. So, yeah, no. Oh no! And she did she just leave and she's re- redoing her internet? I don't know. We'll see. But yes, I enjoyed that. F- Is she gonna come back, guys? What do you think? I'm reading the chat here. I know the glitch in the matrix. I'm reading the chat with y'all right now. She always disappears. I have a feeling that Optimum just does not like her at all. One there gig. One gig. That's what that gets you. Cutting out multiple wow, times in the broadcast. That's crazy. Nonsense. But anyway. She Willow. pays by the minute, by the way. So sometimes. That's right. 
her minutes Willa Nightingale up. is so great she broke my internet that's what we were saying so what did you think of this match <laughs> anytime I could have uh Penelope, Penelope Ford on my screen I'm happy I always thought that she was um a work in progress sure you know and I told you this two weeks ago she's shown she's shown how she can really be a great athlete in the ring um she did extremely well with Willow Willow's yeah, a, a tough good chemistry. Chick, you know what I'm saying? But w- they killed it tonight. And again, another rando match, but just to be able to see the women on TV and showcase and get better on national television as opposed to a dark, I love it. So, yeah. Yeah, I will take it. I thought it was good. I just wish there was more of a story here, but I will take that. And then... Kega Internet Explorer Wi-Fi. I'm sorry. Oh my Kega. God. It's just... I, it's that I have literally no other option that absolutely kills me with it. But moving into our main event, I love the main event, but I also love the promos that we got going into this with your boy, Smart Mark Sterling, who I actually really liked here. I thought this was really good. Um, he's kind of picking on Samoa Joe for being away on vacation. And while uh, Samoa Joe was on vacation, his clients were getting better. And I liked this because I liked what it set up. I like that it set up Samoa Joe to say that wasn't a vacation. That was a reprieve for the rest of the roster. What a fantastic line to throw in before this match. I'm a big Josh Woods fan. I think he's great. I watched him in modern day AEW. I think he's, he's so good. He was a bright spot in that kind of like ending era before ROH was purchased. I I think he's just fantastic. The technical beast, of course, but um, this match was a whole bunch of fun. I loved this. I couldn't believe Josh Woods got Samoa Joe up. I thought there was a, a sequence where he went for a roll up on Samoa Joe, which was just silly looking. Like it was so funny to watch someone try to roll up Samoa Joe. <laughs> and the next thing I know, he has him like basically in a fireman's carry. And I was like, holy crap, you got to be a strong dude. A strong dude indeed. You can see every single muscle bulging out of his incredible body. I was, just, con- I was just continuing the conversation there. I appreciate while it. You, while you just, you know, went in and out. But yeah, the, yo, he, he, he's, he looks at, first of all, he looks incredible. He is extremely strong. And he picked up Samoa Joe. Like, he, obviously, he did the whole, like, you know, struggling to pick him up obviously to sell it to look even bigger than what it was but my man what a great match Samoa Joe just has a way of like easing his way into a match it's a very cool match it's hard hitting he sells really well for whoever's in the ring with him and he understands that he is the veteran and soon he's gonna have to lose that title as well so why not just continue to make these RH talents like you know Bigger and bigger, basically. You know what I'm saying? It's true. It's true. And also, I'm an idiot, and I skipped so much um, because my notes were out of order. So we're going to circle back. But this main event did rule, and we will go back to Dan Housen and Ethan Page. I guess because it was like four seconds. I didn't really have a lot of notes (laughs) on it, but I did love what happened there. We will also talk about some more of this Grand Slam card that got set up. Um, but in this main event, I just, I was bowled over. I thought this was such a fun collision of generations. You had OG ROH guy, Samoa Joe versus the newer guy. 
Ian Riccoboni on, on commentary too. He's just my favorite play-by-play guy in the game. Um, but this, this match was fantastic. Collision of ring styles, man. It makes it so much fun. And just because Josh Woods is the technical beast doesn't mean that he's a hard-hitting badass too. Like, and I'm, I'm not going to sell for that other guy. So, you know, just because he liked <laughs> that tweet that you, you and I were exchanging it. back and forth on. I you know thought you were a man of your word, Alex Cardoza. Smart Mark slid in, liked your tweet. But then I, I said I would say I wouldn't say anything bad, so I did not notice how I have not said anything about Mister Smart Mark. I'll leave it at that. Very fair. So we're gonna circle back because my notes had a huge gap in them, <laughs> and we're gonna go back to. My internet was bad. I was, I'm trying to recover <laughs> here, guys. I'm doing the best I can, but we got a Hangman and Dark Order interview interrupted by Roosh. World title battle royal for a Rampage. Holy cow. Hangman just apologizing that he let the Dark Order down last week, which was a nice touch. Um, and the Dark Order, of course, it's not how you win or lose. It's how you play the game with them. But basically, getting called a big loser. Uh <laughs> And <laughs> the interruption here, um, that's going to be a, a whole lot of fun. I never want to forget, like, the incredible work rate of the Dark Order just because they are silly. Like, it's the same thing with Orange Cassidy. Like, at the end of the day, they're also really great pro wrestlers. So I think that'll be a bunch of fun. I, I would only hope that one day they all turn on Hangman and beat the living Christ out of him so he can resurrect himself and go with... um. Uh, you know, with the elite, you know, just join back with them. Who cares? I think just mesh it all up. And I'll tell you why. I really miss the creepy perverts. I, for some reason, <laughs> I, I really do. I have so many questions about you as a person now. <laughs> do you remember when they used to come out and they would just be known as the creepy perverts? Like people would just be yelling like weird stuff at them because they would come in and like make a chair out of bodies. And so Evil weird. Una would just sit on it, and that was it. Like, that's what we would see. Spooky perverts. Yeah, I'm sorry. Spooky perverts. It, it's all in the same rain, guys. I gotta I gotta be honest. It's more the pervert part that really drives it all Bring home. Bring me but, back my spooky perverts. You know, they were so lost in the very beginning. And then once they started doing those video packages and made them this stable that, um, like, kind of fed on vulnerable people, that was really, really good stuff. And yeah. then it just turned out, like, they were super fun. I don't um, like Hungy being a jokester. I mean, it's cool. Like, he's pretty funny, but man, I would love to see them like be serious and kind of like take down a couple teams and win some stuff. You know what I'm saying? They've been there I, long enough. I think a heel turn would do them well. I think losing Stu Grayson hurt a lot. And I think yeah. losing Alan Angels also hurt. I feel like the trios tournament was like the perfect way to get them back on track. I can only assume a heel turn would be coming if they're not going to put the belts on them, especially yeah. twice. Like, I thought it would have been such a slam dunk to put the trio's titles on them after the elite got suspended. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but not that I'm complaining about watching Death Triangle, but um, yeah, I just think that would have been a better way to go. So I do hope that they end up on a track, but I think it is fun. Roy Zang saying spooky perverts. <laughs> Oh wow! Dream Fervor is Velveteen Dream. I will, I will pull that one up today. That one's allowed. Normally we don't do stuff like that, but that one is very clearly earned. Um, Grand B saying, "Put Hangman versus Stu Grayson in my veins, please." I miss Stu. I miss Stu. He was so great. Um, 
and I'm sure he will either end up either back in AEW or do wonderful things in WWE because yeah. he's that level talent. Like, he's really, really good. Tom Valley saying, hey, Alex, what did Roosh say? He called him a dirty dog. He a was dirty come dog. Perro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's D-Stray Feel, but a pop for, I don't, I don't oh, that's your name. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, wow. Right, final chord. D-Stray Feel, Feel, D-Stray Feel. Okay. Okay. We'll let you handle that one. Cause it's prettier. What do you say? What a pop for Dan Housen. So yes, let's go back to this all ego squash of Dan Housen. What an absolutely <laughs> fun little setup for this. Luigi Primo, who I can only assume is the reason that AEW popped that huge rating. Like, what a fun setup last week. Him kicking out the pizza man to get to Dan Housen here. Tom LaValle saying, Kate may not care about egos, referencing my brawl out, not giving a crap about egos before, but <laughs> I care about all ego. That's one ego I care about. I love me some Ethan Page. His match versus Danhausen was so well agented, and plus we got Willow tonight, and she rules. It's true; it was a fun little rampage tonight. Um, this was super fun, and it was well agented. Like Danhausen is such a blast, and I think it's because we're not really super overkilled on characters like him. So it's fun when we have him running around like that. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this match? He was, of course, accompanied by Stokely Hathaway as well. Yeah, it's just one of those like whatever at least they're like building onto something so and it's cool to see ethan page actually be a real wrestler again and not just yes. like be up in the stands or referencing talk about how he boom who nobody books me in any matches it's good to see him take the matches and be a part of them and you know build himself to wherever the hell he's going with this yeah and like this is such a good example of and i've said this before but like Ethan Page is not someone who needs someone to talk for him. Yep. Um, Dan Lambert taking the mic out of his hands was criminal to me. And with Scorpio Sky getting hurt, there was just, I feel like there was such a great payoff in Scorpio Sky versus Ethan Page that we never ended up getting, right? So um, this is a really great path for him. I think Stokely as a manager is, is such a good call for him because he can get his own promos and sometimes Stokely could speak for him and sometimes they're supporting MJF. Um, but Stokely's managerial presence on a show is a lot different than a guy like your boy smart mark or whatever like he is a pay window guy he's there to make money he's there to have his clients win so that he can make more money and i love managers like that it feels very old school to me i think it's the most valuable a manager can be but that's the kind of guy that ethan page should be paired with not so much like a dan lambert i don't think he needs to be paired with anybody yeah. But I think there was a lot of money in him and stokely hathaway working together for yeah sure. i think listen let them let them work themselves to whatever they're going to like this you know what i am seeing a lot now on twitter and everyone else is like oh this person should go back here this or everyone should just go back to nxt black and gold white and gold whatever people what people don't understand is like they're they're gonna get bloated and what's gonna happen in may what happens every may at wwe yeah. <laughs> they have cuts okay and when poppy h is up there doing his cuts and the board is saying hey we want more money in our pockets, which means you have to lower the cost of what's happening on your end. Are they going to go after him? Are they going to turn on Poppy H? I don't think so. But, you know, they got to realize every roster cannot have everyone come back and, and get bloated. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, and I think AEW is at that point. It's just the yeah. only reason people have less complaining about AEW is I think 
A, they think that ROH is going to solve some of that problem when it opens up, right. and B, yeah. it's kind of hard to call it talent hoarding when talent's allowed to go work other places. Where in a in WWE, obviously, correct? Yes. Yeah, they're, they're sitting at catering, that. eating because they can't go and do something else because that's their contracts there. That's yeah, exactly, exactly. So, hey, you know, I'm excited about Grand Slam. It's not a pay per view, but darn it, it feels like one. And if you are purchasing a pay-per-view, you might want to find a sneaky little one to get a discount. You might want to appear as if you're out of the country. You might want to be taking a trip to Lithuania, you know what I mean? And the best way to take a trip out of town is with our friends at NordVPN. And Sean Ross App is here to tell you all about them. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Block online trackers, annoying pop-up ads. Unlock geoblock content. Maybe you missed the WWE Network. Maybe you want that AEW Plus. Maybe you want to subscribe to overseas services so you can get UFC pay-per-views at a reduced rate. Well, NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows you to do that. And you can do it with four months for free with that link. Not only that, you get your 30-day money-back guarantee as well. Just in case you don't like it for any reason. It works on all of your devices so you can do this stuff wherever you are. Maybe you're on that unsecured Wi-Fi at the airport, the hotel. Yeah, it can be dangerous. Your info is at risk. But you can still gain access to all that stuff. Check out all of your favorite shows or maybe shows you haven't discovered before with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Now with multiple tiers so you can get whatever services that you want. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. There you go. Hang out with our friends at NordVPN. They made a huge investment in us. Hit them up on Twitter even if you're not interested in a VPN. Just let them know because they put a lot of trusted money in us and we always like for them to know that you guys are finding out about us, uh, them through us. We appreciate that so much. And I did also just want to take a minute in the show here because it is Hispanic Heritage Month and um, that got acknowledged a couple of points during the evening, but because that's underway and because we have you here and we have Luis here, um, I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge that. And if you wanted to talk about Hispanic wrestling or, or your heritage in general, I just wanted to leave a window for that because it's fun when we have opportunities, especially as a white girl that I can hand over a platform <laughs> to somebody else. I'm, I'm always talking about women's wrestling and um, women's issues that that pertain to it. So I, w- I would be happy to, to give you the floor about this for a little bit. You have just about all the same problems as we all do right now with yeah. women and being controlled <laughs> on what they can do. Um, but no, listen, I, I thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, and, and just the little things that I want to say is just like, you know, I'm a, uh, a Latino who was born in Puerto Rico and raised in Puerto Rico. I came to the States. I went into the United States military to give my country that I, you know, lived in something you know i ended up in a war <laughs> you know i had a college scholarship for musical theater and drama so i was in theater i i sang i acted i danced so i did all that stuff but i just felt like maybe that wasn't going to get me anywhere and i really loved the entertainment business and wrestling and i watched carlitos colon in puerto rico fight rick flair and everyone with my grandfather so i've been watching wrestling for a very long time for me the opportunity to be here on fightful and a company that I have seen and I've seen grown and I've followed for many, many years, a long time now. 
for me to be on this side of things with you, Kate, and just talking wrestling whenever I, I'm I'm allowed to come on here and then, you know, afforded the opportunity to have a show on Fightful Overbooked and bring my heritage and who I am onto that. I think it's really cool because uh, like you, like women, we Latinos are still climbing that ladder, you know, to try to get somewhere and have a voice be heard. So, yeah, it's cool. Thank you for the opportunity again to like be here and and for me to say what I just said to everyone who's watching and listening yeah of course and um you know I, it's it's fun to it, i know it's a really big priority to sean is to have women to have hispanic people to have black people to have um you know we have handicapped people in, in certain aspects of um what we do and i i know that's something that he values is is getting different perspectives and i don't know if you've noticed but there are a lot of white guys talking about wrestling in the world so that's something that sean prioritizes and something that i'm super thankful for so uh i felt like i would have certainly been remiss if i didn't take a, a moment to acknowledge that with you because i i think that's something that's really important so and our moderator luis of course also um who is always steering the ship for us uh, also of Hispanic heritage. So, I mean, Hey, listen, I'm part of, I, you know, a lot of podcast companies and stuff like that. I heart media who I work for, you know, they, they didn't have a Latin section. I worked there because they opened up a Latin section and we're now one of the top, uh, you know, I want to say slates of I heart media. Like we're killing it on that end. So it's just like, yeah, that rules. Let's just do oh, it. Let's just cool. freaking take over the world. All of us together. <laughs> Absolutely. And of course, Alex, not the only Hispanic member of Fightful. Of course, we have Denise Salcedo. And um, yeah, just keep an eye out and, and support Hispanic wrestlers and Hispanic wrestling talent and Hispanic wrestling podcasters across the board. Um, it's always nice to, to kind of acknowledge that, like, in all of this, as silly as wrestling is, as we have wrestling vampires and dinosaurs on television all the time, yeah. like, it is an art form and representation is something that's important. And so we try to... I know Sean, it's really important to him that we we kind of keep that on the forefront. So Ricardo the Dream saying, Fightful Select is $5, people get on board. Please do. I said, you know, we appreciate you guys hanging out in the chat. You can hang over out with over 11,000 people on Fightful Select. Just an absolutely insane number that um, nobody ever thought we would get. Uh, OG Alex had a very vivid memory of what happened when they got to 800 members on Fightful Select and wow. how big of a deal that felt like. So to be where we are is absolutely nuts, but we are going to go ahead and throw it over uh, to SmackDown, which speaking of OG Alex, I know he was just so excited for what got set up over here. But before we dive into that right away, Orion Ben saying Hispanic Heritage Month, where is Legato? Um, I'm kind of okay with them taking their time with Legato if it means they're going to enter into something that's meaningful because I don't think they would have just pulled them out of NXT without some sort of plan. I think there's a lot of muddiness around the plan of whatever the hell is going on with the championship picture because I think they brought back some pieces uh, that maybe they weren't expecting to be able to get in a Johnny Gargano or something. Um, or they wanted to bring back some star power and they just need a minute to sort all that out because it has been a quick little turnaround there. Um, I'm going to let Alex take the end of this one. <laughs> Love to Kate and Latino. Alex, your turn. I want to hear you at least try. Amor para todos. 
There we go. You got it. I love it. There Amor para todos. Gracias. <laughs> love you all. Did I remember? Yeah. All right. Love for all. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we will take it. Um, you know more are... than what you think, right? I I have the most basic remembering of. Uh... Ladies and gentlemen, just know that English is my second language. <laughs> so. That's impressive because it's better than mine most days. So. <laughs> Well, we kick off with this Logan Paul promo. And before we get to that, I did want to tell you guys that, um, you know, Sour Graps is on after this. And in case you were wondering um, what kind of content you might be getting on Fightful Select Sour Graps, Alex Blasky is here to talk about what's going on with Logan Paul in the title picture. Alex? Uh, hi, I just wanted to actually come in because because uh, uh, the other Alex, Alex 2.0 and myself, have even more in common. I didn't realize this. I'm actually a quarter Puerto Rican. Are you really? I am. My... Hold on, we have to do it. <laughs> yeah, scissor down. Scissor, scissor down. down. Daddy. Scissor <laughs> me down, quarter <laughs> Puerto Rican. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my 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 mother's mother was was uh, from Puerto Rico. Uh, my uh, mother's father was was uh, a, a navy man on a ship patrolling the waters for U-boats. In World War wow. II, in the Caribbean, Whoa. and had short leave in 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 Puerto Rico. Met a beautiful Puerto Rican girl on the beach, and you know, as Nathan Fraser likes to say, and Bob's your uncle. And, and <laughs> I think Alex and I are cousins. And I think we may be. I think it's, it's because I'll, I tell I'll, this to Freddie all the time. Freddie actually hung out and grew up in the beach that yeah. I grew up and hung out with. There you go. So perfect. I think Alex and I are cousins. Yeah. Was there anything else I was going to talk about? I forget. Logan, pa Logan, Paul. oh, Logan. right, God. the the uh, the end of the business. Um, so uh, here's the deal: is it, it wasn't it was funny because I remember this happening like recently. There was a story that was being bandied about the how um, WWE felt like they had a problem. Um, they were like, "Gosh, we don't want to have Roman Reigns have all the titles." Yeah, whose fault is that? Oops, ours. Oh no, we should probably do something about that. Hmm, but we don't want him to lose, though. <gasps> I know. Let's call Logan Paul. Was never the answer. That was never a thing that they should have done. Why is that a thing that you did? Why would you like? People are like, "Oh, Logan Paul should just win it. Just put the title in Logan Paul." Hey. How dare you? And B, if that were to happen, literally everyone else in that locker room should walk out. Should walk out of WWE. Should go on strike. That's when you form a union. That's when you form a friggin' union. When you bring in the YouTuber who wants to be a boxer and you say, put the big titles on this guy, we'll have beat, beat the most important guy in all of wrestling. Yeah, that's 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 the time when you walk. Preach, Drew, Daddy. Drew, Drew, Preach. Mac, Drew McIntyre should sue the WWE for a billion dollars if they decide to put the title on Logan Paul in Saudi Arabia instead oh. of Drew McIntyre in his home nation. That's Somebody please tell me you got a screenshot of that that was beautiful. Anyway, that's, 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 I, 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 have, I, have, I have things to say. I have things to say. You know. And and really quickly before we, we this brings me to my corny moment of the week. A minute and a half into SmackDown's broadcast, they brought out Logan Paul. And I said, there's a man who skipped over everyone in NXT that has been busting their ass and on NXT level up and whatever it's called. 
and completely all of a sudden overtook the entire main roster and now is fighting the champion of the world wrestling entertainment. I mean, like at Saudi Arabia, people are, I mean, I saw somebody like, well, you know, he should, he should, it should just be like, you know, bell rings, spear, pin over. Like that's, that would be my, that would be my booking of it. But I know this, it needs to be by, by a magnitude of 10, the shortest title defense that Roman Reigns has had since he's been champion by a magnitude of whatever it is, like divide it by 10. And that's the shortest, that's the shortest match. So if it's, if it's two minutes, that's fine. But that's, that's otherwise you're actively burying everyone else on your roster. Who's ever had a title shot. Anyone who ever gets to have a title shot, you're actively burying everybody who has spent their entire life working toward this goal. You have, you're burying all of them and everything you are saying to them and their hard work. You don't matter. Because we think we might be able to to pry a few bucks out of a few casuals. That is disgusting behavior. It's a a disgusting way to treat the people who work for you. I know they're just independent contractors and not employees. But this would be a really great way to get everybody to rally around the cause of maybe becoming employees. As opposed to just independent contractors. Because you are telling everyone in that locker room, you don't matter. That's not the way to run a company or a business. It's it's awful. David Arquette 2.0, maybe? I did love this. I loved when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, like Luigi Primo might make. That's a sour. Logan Paul, seriously, thank God for Heyman and Sammy, or else I wouldn't be alive. <laughs> We're going to talk about the actual content of the promo, but overall, I mostly agree with you, Alex. The only thing... Um, that I kind of get about it is they were obviously going to do this and doing it in Saudi Arabia. I'm, I have mixed feelings about for a lot of reasons, but like from a morals and ethics aside, the reason I like uh, not a lot happens storyline progression wise there in like a, an overwhelmingly consequential way. I feel like it's more like, a showcase of like of of stuff like this right like it's not work rate matches that happen there except for like seth rollins and edge was great but like i kind of if you're gonna do it i get doing it but my other frust my other frustration is you just brought back all these new guys you just refreshed the slate of who can come up there you have cross back you have gargano back like if the idea is that the well had run dry you just refreshed the well. So what are we doing? You have your your head in your hands. If you're gonna do it, why is that a foregone conclusion? Why is why is everybody acting as though like, oh, this was always gonna happen since SummerSlam? We were always gonna do this. Like the first time I heard anything about it was like two days ago when Logan Paul popped off on his own podcast. Like, why was like if you're gonna do it, you should do it here. How about you just don't do it? At no, all? I agree with that. Like I, just at all. How about you just don't do it at all? And also, the whole thing. I keep hearing about this because people like to say, "Oh, uh, uh, Saudi shows are non-canon." Didn't they just fucking do? Um, excuse me. Didn't they just? Didn't they just do the elimination chamber? 
in Saudi Arabia, which put the title, if I'm not mistaken, back on Brock. So we got here in the first place with Roman Reigns having two titles. Didn't they? Didn't they just do something like cataclysmically stupid and also consequential and very much? Yes, canon, as opposed to not canon in the last Saudi show. So all of this non-canon BS, you can skip me with it. Because that's not what this is anymore. It used to be, I grant you, it's not anymore. They are doing actual things at these shows now. This will be one of them. Do I think there's any danger that they're actually going to put the titles on Logan Paul? No. It's the principle of the thing. He is 1-0 career in singles wrestling matches and it was against the Miz. How the hell does this guy have a title match versus Roman Reigns when a bunch of other guys don't? That's all I have to say. Need I remind you that they're calling this bigger than WrestleMania every time. You just took your your baby and you crushed it by calling that show Hey, if you want more of that fun, join us on Fightful Select for Sour Graphs immediately after this show. I will be hopping on there with Alex to make sure he doesn't have an aneurysm about the situation. But mm-hmm. I, those are his words, not mine. But um, oh, oh, I overwhelmingly agree with you. I just did figure this was a foregone conclusion. I agree it shouldn't be. But once he was actually pretty okay at this, I was like, he's getting a title shot against Roman Reigns because I, I, like, the money I, is going to be huge. I, why? Who that? Who the hell is spending money on this shit? Who wouldn't already be? Like this isn't a pay per view situation. It's five dollars. It's five fucking dollars to get Peacock or the or the or the WWE Network. Who the hell is spending money on this shit that wouldn't already be if you were doing Roman Reigns against anybody else who's actually a professional? Rest professional is a very important thing, not amateur, professional wrestler, somebody who's worked their entire lives to be in this particular spot. Yes, I did put my camera extra close to me for this very reason. This particular spot in their careers that they're almost at the point where they get a title match against the most protected wrestler in the entire business and they get leapfrogged by a douche with a successful YouTube channel. Well, so to your point, the reason that they're doing that is his YouTube or his podcast has 4 million subscribers, which is insane. So that's why they're doing it. I agree with you that they shouldn't do it, but that's why they're doing it. But that's 4 million people with terrible taste. (laughs) Honestly, do we care whether or not they watch? Like They do. I don't. It's sad, bro. I have no interest in Logan Paul whatsoever. Um, he was pretty good at this. He's definitely better than Dominic Mysterio at this, which is sad. At this point. Uh, but um, but yeah, I I over overall I agree with you. I'm glad that you're here to give up the people a taste of what is to come and uh, all right, I'll like I'll leave. You can go to fight for select later and <laughs> I'll probably do more of this. Somebody said it's not that serious, dude. It's called sour graphs, though, so mm. that's the whole thing. Yeah, no, no, it is that serious to me. I have made my my life like caring about this. I, I'm, I, it's fine if you don't. 
I do. I want this to be the best it possibly can be. And I think it can't be that if these kinds of people can waltz in to the biggest company that does this and get title matches. I think it can't be. If that is the case, then it can't be the best that it can be. And I care like a lot. And maybe I'm wrong for caring, but I'm never going to stop caring. So anyway, I'll, I'll say goodbye and I'll see you all later. You're not wrong for caring. I don't think there's a wrong or right about it. It's just different people's perspectives. But it is also called Sour Grabs. We have a lot of fun over there. It's very sweet and very sour. We get in the weeds with that stuff, but we are also incredibly silly over there. So come hang out with us. But Alex has a great wrestling mind and points out wonderful stuff like that. We're going to dive into SmackDown. Get those Super Chats in. Get those Humper Chats in. Subscribe to Fightful Select so that you can join... Me and a whole other Alex. After this, <laughs> we are going to dive in. Um, Michael Branson asking, is this a new gimmick where Alex has a new weekly preface for his name? Uh, and is he going to keep this up for the rest of eternity? Yes, he is contractually obligated to. Uh, I am La Lucha saying, love you, Kate. That's it. Hope you're well. Well, darn it. I love you. We're going to give it a second here, ladies and gentlemen, as Kate fights. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you guys are so funny. Uh, this Logan Paul promo, let's recap kind of what happened in it. He comes out in his Brian Danielson gear, which that I didn't appreciate. He comes out in a white t-shirt. You're no Brian Danielson, sir. Let's calm down. This Kate versus they basically Optimum. went to a draw, and he gets interrupted by a returning Paul Heyman, which was music to my ears as well. Heyman brings up his brother Jake and says he's basically an idiot for trying to take out Anderson Silva, which I agree with. Um, and Paul Heyman says that's kind of the equivalent here of what Logan Paul is trying to do to Roman Reigns. It's like equally as stupid. Um, Eventually, Solo Sokoa starts to make his way down to the ring. Sami Zayn is trying to calm everything down. He's a friend of everybody. Um, and Paul eventually says that he could beat Paul Heyman uh, down before Solo Sokoa makes it to the ring. We're clearly on the road to Roman Reigns versus Paul. I don't want to see it. I don't particularly care. I get from a business perspective why they're doing it. I, again, I just keep going back to if the argument was like the well is dry on who Roman has beat, we just got a whole new well. We have Karrion Cross, We have Johnny Gargano returning. Like, there's other people now that you've refreshed. And you were also kind of rehinting at this thing with Kevin Owens. So I'm not really sure what that's about. Alex, you seem to be kind of on the, the same side as OG Alex of not really being so interested in this either. I, I really don't really care. Like, I don't understand what what was the money grab what was the cash grab what was the contract like it makes no sense zero absolutely none and then people can't not people cannot get mad at AEW for using someone who wrestles with pizza for a segment okay of their show and have this go on in WWE with Logan Paul getting the biggest push when there's people like Ricochet who's been there forever just trying to get his hands on the 24-7 title. I agree. And speaking of Ricochet, thank you so much for the segue. We move in to Ricochet with Logan Paul versus Sammy and the Usos. 
really good match here, as you would expect. Ricochet has one of the most amazing Hurricane Ranas I've ever seen. Um, some spots in here, the big heat spot, I guess, being that Paul distracts the ref and prevents Sammy from winning with the blue thunderbomb. Um, that'll make you a heel regardless of who you're in the ring with. But some more interference from the Usos ultimately ending with Sammy confronting Jay and Jimmy on the outside with Jimmy playing Peacekeeper. Ricochet dives on all three of them and then says, heck, I'll go to the top rope and hit a ridiculous shooting star press to put this thing away. I'm excited about the dissension between Sammy and the Usos because I think it's going to actually give us what we want, which is a Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn tag run. I'm all in on that. What did you think of this match and the implications? Yeah, I agree with you as well. I think that this is all obviously the, the bigger storyline here is uh, the Sami Zayn, right? This is that's really what this is and where it's going to go um, when they eventually turn on him. And you're right. When KO comes to the rescue, KO's been hinting at it every single interview, every time he's on TV, whatever he gets a chance, he calls him stupid and dumb for he, and you know what's about to happen. You know, he's kind of like foreshadowing it. So I think it'll be cool. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, other than that, I don't know. It's just how how long can they go on with the uh, with the honor, honorary oose line? You know. Oh my god, it's so funny though. Sammy it is. Him. It's incredibly hilarious to see him in the ring. He steals the show in all of these. Also, Logan Paul may have four million subscribers, but everybody in our chat is talking about Luigi Primo, and that makes me very happy. Go support yes. him. Go follow him on Twitter. It cracks me up that we're all talking about the pizza guy instead of Logan Paul because we have our priorities Please. here at Fightful. <laughs> so a great match. Um, the dissension continues. I think it made sense. I'm glad to see Ricochet getting more TV time in the Triple H era. I would like to see him on a track towards the title in the Triple H era um, or at least some sort of, of title feud. doesn't have to be the, the main one. Him versus Bobby Lashley could be fun. Him versus um, – we've seen him versus Gunther, but – um, you know, if it, that title changes hands at some point, that could be a whole bunch of fun too. So give me some more ricochet. I think putting him in a tag team would be a great idea as well too. So, yeah. um, but we move along to a carrying cross video package and drew responds later in the show, but cross saying that he thinks about the sounds that drew made while he choked <laughs> him out, which you might call corny. Other people might call horny. So, whoa, what is going on here? Creepy pervert. Creepy, right? Yeah, he could join the Dark Order with this. Uh, and Drew responds later saying that he's obsessed with these countdowns with all of his TikTok nonsense, but the countdown that he needs to be concerned about is the 3 2 1. I didn't have a problem with either of these. This yeah. is, I like this this version of Drew so much better than what we were getting. Like, he sounds like a human being again. I will take it. He does. I mean, yeah. he still sounds a little corny, but I mean, you know, with the Baby whole sex. countdown, 3 2. I'm like, oh, please don't do that ever again. No one would ever say that for real in a fight. You would say something like, I'm going to go and wrap my sword around your neck and rip your head off and use it as a volleyball. Like, that's cool. I'll be Eddie Kingston. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) Damn it. Oh, unfortunately, I wish they were. Also, he looked like the predator. I put that on Twitter. Oh, my God. Yeah. He today with the, the way they framed him on camera and had him that up close. He looked like the predator from Prey. Yeah, I I can see that. I'm I'm he's, in on he that. He looked mean. Looping back to the Logan Paul promo, Ricardo the Dream saying, "With what the pet is, the wow, unfortunate, <laughs> unfortunate switch up there. With what the Fed is paying him, 
expect more Paul. Yeah, I think he's probably getting paid very well for not that many appearances. That, that's a very fair point. This is kind of what these Saudi Arabia shows are. So I, I'm not yeah. stunned by it. I just don't care that much, but I will be hopeful that the match is pretty good. Roy Zang chiming in saying WrestleMania is 39. This is more like disowning your adult kid to buy oh, a yeah, new car yeah. for your mistress. <laughs> you guys are funny. Um, this is Ricochet with Sami Zayn. Match Jordan Miller chiming in via Humperchat, humperchats.com. Saying fantasy booking idea, Sammy gets kicked out of the bloodline. Then he goes to other factions trying to fit in. <laughs> Imperium, Brutes, Hit Row, Legato, Maximum Male Models, Toxic Attraction. Then finally, KO extends a helping hand and they go on and beat the Usos. Okay, I like that idea, but I want all of that to happen in like two episodes. I think that would yeah. be so funny if it happened so quickly but i think what you're gonna get is a sincere moment of kevin owens picking him up and i think that'll be great too but that's a very fun fantasy booking idea i love that um we also got a reference i think it was here to to pwg like um he did say it yeah yeah i'm just mm -hmm. loving hearing michael cole sound like a person that acknowledging wrestling outside of their ecosystem and pwg is about as as far as they're probably going to go. I don't think they have like a lot of GCW history or anything, but I absolutely, absolutely loved it. Um, By the way, they mentioned Sammy just basically taking the old Billy Kay gimmick when Billy Kay was there yes. putting her with every single uh, tag She's team. Go going around with her resume was such a blast. Shout out to Orion for that. Made me laugh. <laughs> Uh, on this carrying cross promo, we have official Misfit Gamer sending in Twitch bits, which we appreciate. Um, we love that. Also noting that uh, White Rabbit was carrying Cross's gimmick in Lucha Underground. I did not know that. Mm. I didn't. I don't think I even knew he was in Lucha Underground. That's interesting. Um, and official Misfit Gamer saying WWE played Jefferson Airplane White Rabbit during a commercial break with arenas with the arena lights off thoughts on that um i don't really have a ton of thoughts on that because i don't know a ton about that i would assume they'd have to be paying tony khan maybe <laughs> oh well that's funny <laughs> but we'll move along to this maximum males model segment that i'm i'm pretty torn on for a few reasons maximum male models is here to introduce your back to school collection I'm not sure what this gimmick has to do with wrestling. And we're at the point where it needs to do something with wrestling. Like right now they're just models and I have no idea why they're near a pro wrestling ring really at all. <laughs> um, but Braun Strowman comes back at, out and uh, attacks Massey and Mansoor. Um, and then Alpha Academy comes out to continue their feud. Gable is so great. Um, my only thing was I didn't love braun Strowman kind of no selling the world's strongest slam from otis like otis is a big boy that shouldn't be something that gets no sold but i also get that he's a monster just coming back kind of trying to look like he is impervious to any sort of pain i love la night i was in a maximum male models i had like one foot in but i just don't understand how this is a wrestling gimmick like we're and we're kind of at the point now where it needs to be there's been months of development into this so what did you think of this segment? Uh, you know how I feel about these MMMs, M's, M guys, <laughs> and girls. Um, LA Knight kind of, you know, teased the whole LA 
Yes, uh, that was cute. Yeah. So, um, other than that, outside of this, I am so I I don't I think Braun is very one dimensional, and he's he's proving it every week. Rar, run over people, <laughs> and that's it. Like he he doesn't really talk. He grunts onto a mic. He has no storyline. He flips cars over and he he runs through people. Give me something new. I would have, you know what? If if Braun wasn't in this segment, I actually probably would have liked it. I'm going um, there today. Well, I'm I'm glad that it's for some people, and it was for me. I'm just confused about what the hell this has to do with wrestling. Like, yeah, it just have a yeah. fashion line. What yeah, does that have I mean, to do with wrestling? If they would, if they would go ahead and monetize it and MMM becomes a fashion line under WWE, like they really go all out. Oh that would God. be, that would be cool. Cause people would buy the clothes and people would be like, this is, this is, I want this because what it's does it have to do with wrestling. It, it doesn't nothing, nothing. I don't know. I'm with no. you on Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman type guys are not my favorite types of wrestlers, but I also acknowledge that there's like a huge segment of the wrestling audience that Braun Strowman is the guy for. Right. So as a matter of taste, not really for me. He looks in incredible shape. He worked really hard to get better toward the end of his time in, in WWE, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but he that's just never gonna that type of guy is never gonna be my favorite type no, of wrestler. But yeah. there's I'll tell you what, like nine-year-old Kate would probably be a really big fan of that guy, to be honest. Like right, that guy's cool, right. like he's ripping people yeah. apart. He's so. a train choo-choo. And, yeah. yeah, well, I'm glad they got rid of the choo-choo speaking <laughs> theme, but we'll move along to this damage control promo with Bonafide star Dakota Kai. I'll keep saying that and being petty as long as I want to. But Dakota Kai says, um, you know, acknowledges that they, they are the tag team champions, basically, and says that they can go to any brand with their titles and that it's about power, which we already knew because The Rock told us that it's about drive and it's about power. But Raquel <laughs> interrupts to say that she sees bullies that hurt her friends. And we get a match between Bailey and Raquel. I know you like Raquel. Um, yeah, I've liked Raquel too. I'm a little concerned kind of about the matches that she's been putting on for a while. This one was a little bit better with Bailey. I think Bailey can work with just about anyone. She's so solid. But some of Raquel's stuff is just like not looking as great as I feel like it it did in NXT, but a decent enough match here. We cut to the end. Um, there was some interference from Sky and Kai. Kai eventually lays in the eye rake and lets Bailey hit the rose plant for the victory. And then Shotzi comes out for reasons. Um, they hated each other like five weeks ago. Yeah. So I'm confused about it. I actually like the pairing of Raquel and Shotzi, but they're going to have to do a lot of creative work about... Um, you know, Raquel just came out and said Aaliyah was her friend, so they're still on good terms. So why the hell does Shotzi care? I'm glad if you were on Fightful Select, you heard that her tank was returning, <laughs> uh, which is the most important thing in the world. Um, but I just don't understand Shotzi coming out here. I like the duo. I don't know how long Aaliyah's out, but Raquel just said Aaliyah's still her friend, and Shotzi came out, um, and they hated each other, like, four to six weeks ago. So... Not quite sure about that. What did you think about the promo, the match, and the post-match antics? Yeah, so I, I think that, I, like you just said, like, you know, there's some rough spots with her. You know, 
she's a big girl she's like she's like jade where yeah. she has to kind of like unfortunately she has to come down a level when it comes to her matches unless like bailey she could she stood toe-to-toe with bailey in there you know but um other than that i don't know what you're it's you know shati shati was it last year or the year before did the whole halloween havoc thing yeah. And um, you know, they're gonna be putting a rocket on her soon because I'm I'm gonna assume that she's gonna do it again this year, especially since Halloween Havoc is gonna be an actual like pay-per-view, not yeah. a free thing on TV. Um, so maybe they're doing this for a reason where she comes and helps Raquel, and then you see, I don't know, do you, do you, do we see Aaliyah coming back and being jealous of this? Do we see that type of storyline happening now? You know, like unfortunately, that catty petty storyline that they always like to go back to. I hope not. Boring. But you, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, this one is very hard to predict as to what's going on because I I didn't understand why she came out there. No, and they're gonna they're gonna have to bridge that gap because it was just like not that long ago. It that made they, no sense. Yeah, it made no sense at all. So actually, maybe it did to show that she's a, a baby face now as opposed to being a heel, right? Like she's well, she, changed her ways. You got a tank back. You are, you are. You're, yeah. If you got a tank, you're a good person. Yeah. That's how it goes. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we move along to the bloodline hyping up Solo Sokoa, which was fun. And Solo Sokoa versus Madcap Moss. This match really lost the crowd. Um, so I don't know what they weren't seeing. I think it was just a pacing thing. Like there was just like a little bit of chemistry that wasn't there necessarily. Like they're both really good wrestlers, especially Sokoa. Um, Matt Cat Moss is better in the ring than his stupid gimmick would ever have let you see for the past six months. But, um, or I guess that's been dropped for a little bit now. But cutting to the end here, um, Moss is chasing Sammy around the ring and then runs into a super kick from Solo Sokoa. Sokoa hits the Urnagi with the pin to win some shenanigans here, of course. But a decent enough match. It just, it really lost the crowd. I think it was just a pacing issue and just like sometimes great wrestlers just don't have have the best chemistry in the world, but an obvious outcome here as well. Glad to see Solo Sokoa on the main roster. If they're going to have him win the title, it was wise to have him showcase it on the main roster to remind you that NXT is getting rebooted a little bit. Um, what did you think of this match? Yeah, it was, I don't know. I just, it did we need it? No, I, I honestly didn't think like, what does Madcap gain out of this? You know, I said the only person that was going to get something out of this was going to be Solo because you're featuring him on television and if he looks good and 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 shows a good put well together match you're gonna go sure. want to watch him on the new nxt 1.5 so like you're trying to figure out like what are you what are you gonna do like why are we gonna put him out here why are we gonna show what, what are we showing off i think that's what they were trying to do come watch solo beat the hell out of people at nxt like he just did with mad cat but there was a lot of tomfoolery going on too so it wasn't like a fair fight. It wasn't like, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, which I think is going to be the theme with stables for a while. I think that all of it made sense. I'm not always the biggest fan of interference like that, but it at least was interference that made sense. So um, yeah. Solo, Solo Sokoa is a special talent. Like I've yes. had to watch all of NXT 2.0 and uh, not a lot of it was great, but Solo Sokoa was, and he developed a really organic connection with the crowd. So I think you're going to see really great stuff from him. But we also get a sit down with Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan interrupts her sit down that she's having with Kayla Braxton. Um, ultimately, Liv Morgan says that Rousey's words don't really mean anything. 
um, because she's running around saying no offense and things like that. But she has never really taken Liv seriously as a champion. And ultimately, Liv challenges Ronda Rousey to an Extreme Rules match. <sighs> I don't want. I love that. I love. I'm like looking straight at you, and I was. I, was I just like. It. I don't want. I just think that Liv's reign is going to end here, and I don't want it to. Like I don't it want is. that to be the the way that that happens. But I think here we are. Um, but a decent enough segment. I don't know if you have any thoughts on it. Do you see, do you see, actually, I don't, the segment was just whatever, but a question for you is, do you see perhaps her pulling something off in order to keep the belt on her? Because it is an Extreme Rules match, so there's a lot of BS that can happen. I could see Shayna Baszler interfering and costing Ronda. I could see Charlotte Flair coming back and costing Ronda. Yeah. But that makes Liv look weak in the process, and this whole story has been like, Live looking weak in the process of winning, kind of. So She's been, I don't yeah, know if yeah. I if I love that. Um, but ultimately, no. I think they'll either put it back on Ronda or it'll be a catalyst to put it back on Charlotte Flair or something. So, Oof. um, yeah. but yeah. I'm I've been for months saying that I want a Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey match. Uh, I don't think it needs the title, but um, if they're gonna do that, that could be a really fun way to go about it. So. So that's that. But we will close out with our main event here and a couple more lingering chats that we have running around. The Brawling Brutes defeating Hit Row, Imperium, and The New Day in a chaotic main event, but still a lot of fun. Boy, Pete Dunn is back. That's all I really have to say about this whole match. I know he's still going by Butch, but this is Pete Dunn again, man. Um, this is a whole lot of fun. We get Giovanni Vinci hitting a spine buster and Kaiser following up with a penalty kick. Kaiser tagging in, hitting the Imperial Bomb, connecting. But Ridge tags Kaiser in the air and Ridge covers to get the win here. This was a little chaotic for my taste, but a decent enough match. And I'm very glad to see Pete Dunne being showcased in the way that he deserves to be showcased. I am of the belief that he will drop the Butch thing. But... It's such a big leap to drop it. You have to have some sort of promo around it. And because I am I think Pete Dunne is his shoot name, they also legally have to have it probably not be Pete Dunne. So you're going to have to drop Butch, have him go by something else that's probably not also Pete Dunne, and there's going to have to be creative work to get there. But this is the Pete Dunne of old. He looked so violent in this match, so vicious. The joint manipulation stuff is so well executed when he does it. He really stood out to me. And, buddy, I want Giovanni Vinci and Butch, Fabian Eichner, and Pete Dunne one-on-one so bad after this match. What did you think of our main event here? And what do you think about tag team wrestling having, like, contendership and feeling kind of important here? Maybe they should call him Pete the Cat. I don't know. That sounds like something McMahon would come up with. (laughs) I mean, he had Neville be the Mighty Mouse for many years. We don't Don't remember that. Don't remind um, me. Yeah. So I, the match was really good. I'm going to tell you something. They're putting a lot of emphasis back on the on on secondary titles. Yes. Uh, a lot of emphasis on tag team wrestling. Uh, a lot of emphasis on on the small things with women's wrestling, right? Like the tag titles are back in, in full force and whatnot. So this was a great match. I thought that, um, like you said, Butch, it's good to not see him be that weird chihuahua character where he's like, I'm mad all the time and I got to do something, you know, like it's just that's 
that's just over with. I love the fact that they're getting a chance to go for the belt. I don't think they're going to go anywhere with it, but um, it's a good step forward to see where they yes. go with it. You know, the brawling they, brutes, man. They feel like a lot more than Seamus's henchmen all yeah. of a sudden, which is, which is really refreshing. And so. even at the end, when they're all hugging, it's yes. like, here's the veteran Seamus hanging out with these two dudes, and they're all going to like you know, they're going to push the stable to go somewhere because it looks like stables are back in WWE in full force again Um, in the That's last couple I'm, months. I'm optimistic about the Legato stuff is, is because of that. I think we are getting, we are getting that. So, um, oh, I, uh oh, what am I seeing here? Oh, Luis is okay. We were having like our our private chat that we get to have on here, but I did want to bring Luis on before, but he was kind of on and off camera to talk about Hispanic Heritage Month as well. And just to say hi, you guys get to see our wonderful moderator. Hi, Luis. <laughs> I had myself on mute for a minute, but hello, people. <laughs> Welcome. How are you? It happens when you're not in front of the camera a lot. You're just usually on mute. There you go. Yes. <laughs> there you go. I don't want to make too much noise because I think there's like everybody over here in my apartment is a little asleep, but yes, I am very happy to be here. Well, thank all oh, the chat's going nuts for you that you actually get to be on camera for a second, but I just want to bring you on because we were talking about Hispanic Heritage Month and um, you are such a valuable and important part of Fightful and um, I say it all the time, modding is the hardest job here by far, so we appreciate you so much, and I'm glad that we get to acknowledge you on camera. But if you wanted to say anything about Hispanic Heritage Month, I, of course, wanted to open the floor to you for that as well. Yes, well, it's very interesting because usually there was a lot of times during during the wrestling year where there was not much representation. For It was only Rey Mysterio. But now you're seeing within the past year where you're getting a lot more press. Like, Lane Torello just like two, three years ago was a, a prominent figure on television as well. And now we have Eddie Kingston, we have Bailey, we have Ra Raquel. Like, I was going to come in at some point as well. So, and that's just in the main broadcast television, let alone forgetting, forgetting the, in, the independence. That is awesome. And the fact that I get to be also a part of a, of a, of a I'm sorry, I haven't, you can tell that I've had, I haven't had enough water today. But, <laughs> but yeah, so, yes, also the fact that I had to get to work on the website, I also focuses a lot on. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> Thank you, Ali. <laughs> I guess, but but yes, the fact that I also get to work on a website that also focuses a lot on on diversity and basically focusing on giving everyone voices just awesome. Just the, the pleasure to also be a part of this wonderful, wonderful part. Yeah, it does kind of rule, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we're all very very blessed that that's made a priority um at fightful it makes me really happy and it i'm glad that we get to do stuff like this too oh we have a request a very important one coming in from phil felice saying we shoot on srs this is a safe space shoot away shoot away on sean buddy this isn't boring white guy month <laughs> i got nothing i got nothing about this say honestly he's been nothing nice to me <laughs> Other than <laughs> LEC saying Luis is a draw. Damn right. Thank you. Pops up four more thumbs up for Luis. We love it. Please leave those yeah. thumbs up. But thank you so much for, for coming on here. We don't always get you on the side of the camera, but you do such an incredible job making all of this possible for us. So 
um, I'm glad that we get to got to have you on here. Thank you so much for joining in. My pleasure. Thank, <laughs> you, thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah and so, also, happy, also, happy Mexican Independence Day as well. Yes. Oh, my Mayo. gosh. Yeah. Which is not, not May 5th, people. Yeah, it's not Cinco de Mayo. It's September the 16th. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody makes that computer, but I just got to clarify as well. Well, thank you. So we are going to wrap up here since that was your main event. A couple lingering super chats and Humber chats. Also, Sourgraphs has started on Select if you liked Alex's rage from before. There's plenty more over there, and I'm going to go and try and talk him off the ledge a little bit in a moment. But we did have Graham B saying, hello, Fightful. Did Ted wrestle today? He did not, but I really did love him and Stokely Hathaway's hug and the no-sell that he gave him uh, on Wednesday. That was such a blast, but Grand Slam should be a lot of fun. This weekend should be a lot of fun. And darn it, I will plug myself and say that this weekend, tomorrow, in fact, I am doing comment. And she's gone. But she'll be back talking like if she never disappeared. Louise, check this out. Ready? I'm going to yeah. be here. Just there, Two there more minutes. Two more minutes, Optimum. You couldn't give me two more minutes to wrap up and get the hell out of here? Thanks, Optimum. I was trying to plug myself, Optimum. I'm at Excite Wrestling doing commentary in upstate New York. You can follow along on twitch.tv backslash Excite Wrestling with no E, only the X, of course. You can also catch me Tuesdays with Alice Pulowski doing Sour Graps, the NXT post show, obviously Fridays right here, and Wednesdays at the Mark Order Podcast talking all things all elite. Uh, Luis, do you want to plug yourself? And then we'll give Alex a second too. Uh, sure, yes. You can follow me on Twitter at the Luis Pulido. You can also see me moderating almost every show on a, week, on a weekly basis and also doing the live coverage for Rampage, SmackDown, and NXT and, and Impact Wrestling as well. <laughs> yes. I'm it's here. I'm before here my, every week. <laughs> before my internet craps out one more time, Alex, you have so much going on. Tell the people I have they can nothing. Talk. I am a boring old man and I sit at home all day doing nothing and sending memes to Kate. You have um, a brand new show launching on Fightful Overbook, yes, young man. Ladies and gentlemen, um, all of my links are on AlexisCardoza.com. It's a small little baby website with all of my links for everything. But yes, I do have a brand new show to be on next month here on Fightful Overbook. Well, not here, but on Fightful Overbook. Um, part of the Fightful family, obviously. Uh, it's called In Case I Missed It. And we're going to be talking about, obviously, the wrestling business, entertainment, comic books. And throw a little bit of extra stuff in there. And I'm obviously going to be having some guests uh, from Fightful. Like, you know, like Kate, hopefully, if she comes through. I have That's Maggie enough. booked. She already said no. Um, and you <laughs> never you never know who's going to drop by. Because I do have a nice Rolodex of friends that um, would like to drop in and, and come over and bring some of the uh, talk on there. So, yeah, that name should be fun dropping. next month. I'm not going I'm to. I'm not name dropping anybody. Like, I you wouldn't guys do that are the best have a safe and wonderful wrestling filled weekend whatever you're doing wherever you're going we appreciate you thank you so much for joining us go over to fightful select and subscribe so much more coming out of there every day always all the time have a great weekend we're out everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.